everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're venturing on into 2 Kings. We're going to be finishing up some chapters in 2 Kings 18 and 19, and then we'll be moving over to some supportive, I guess you could say, uh, psalms of the narrative that we read from 2 Kings in Psalm 46, Psalm 80, as well as Psalm 135. So this narrative piece that we've heard in 2 Kings today is actually just more of like a more detailed repeat of what we have already read in Isaiah, correct? Yeah, in, in some in some instances, it's not even more detailed. It's just word for word exactly what's in Isaiah uh, 35 and 36, Maybe it feels more detailed because I read it this time. <laughs> 36 and 37. Um, and it, it just, it it's word for word the same. So the, the reason for that, if you're curious about that, is Isaiah is most likely the original text. Like Isaiah is the book that was written, you know, by Isaiah or by some of Isaiah's scribes or whatever. Um, it is the older text. And then the writer of Kings um, was kind of similar to the chronicler that we've talked about. The writer of Kings is recording the history of the nations for the people returning from exile. So the book of Kings is written much later than the book of Isaiah. And it's obvious here that the writer of Kings, the writer of Second Kings, um, based his writings on the, the writings from Isaiah that they already had. And context here, what we're referring to, the narrative that we're actually even talking about, is when King Hezekiah receives word from the king of Assyria about what's going to happen to them via the Sennacherib. I yep. hate that word. Uh, but anyway, um, that is the context of the story that we're talking about today. This is just a repeat of that same story, however, written in Kings instead of Isaiah. If you're excited to do a deep dive into that specific story, you can go back and check out our episode on Isaiah uh, 36 and 37. We talked about how Hezekiah like basically falls down um, in the temple with the letter from Sennacherib and tells God, hey, you need to do, something, do something about this. <laughs> and we also talked about Sennacherib's prism um, that supports the details from Isaiah 36 and 37 uh, and is like an actual archaeological artifact that has been found that that collaborates the story that's told in uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah and also Second Kings. So it's there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, to some degree, we have already talked about that quite a bit. So I don't know that we're going to rehash that. Yeah. But these Psalms are what I think we'll probably focus more on today because they, like we were saying earlier, they kind of support the narrative of that story from Isaiah. So um, Psalm 45, it's kind of like a progression. So Psalm 45. Psalm 46. Oh, excuse me. Psalm 46. I apologize. So I was looking at 45, but 46 is right on the other side. Anyway, Psalm 46, Psalm 80, and Psalm 135, in my opinion, as it was like thinking of them in context of the story is like this progression of understanding who God is, understanding our position in like in light of who he is, and then just praising the Lord for who he is. So that's kind of like how I saw it. I know there were certain things uh, within that in light of who God is in chapter 135 that you really resonated with as far as like idols mean nothing. Yeah, there's, there's, there's actually some stuff I want to point out in Psalm 46 as well. Oh, Psalm, okay. Psalm 46, if you're into old hymns, uh, a mighty fortress is our God. 
is a hymn that was written by Martin Luther that is based on Psalm 46. So if you like that song, this is where it comes from. Uh, if you have no idea what that song is, that's fine. Um, but the idea is that God is where we find our strength. God is who protects us. God is who sustains us. And the the most interesting line, I think, and it's a really popular one, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. Most likely this is pulled from Exodus 14, 13, where the Israelites are afraid of the Egyptians because they're basically pinned between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. And the Israelites are fearing for their lives. And Moses steps out in front of them and says, have faith in the Lord. You don't need to do anything. The Lord will do your fighting for you. You need only be still. And so this idea of be still and know that I am God is found here in Psalm 4610. Uh, but it's also found all the way back in Exodus 14. And the good news is it remains true for us today. So we can go to God with the things that we're, you know, fearing, struggling with, um, dealing with, and we can trust that God will care for us and help us because he is working sovereignly uh, to bring about the things that he wants. And when we trust him, we are in the best place. Uh, so that that's kind of the main thing I take from Psalm 46. It's, it's a powerful psalm. It's been around, uh, well, obviously it's been around for a long time, mm -hmm. but it's one that people like to make little coffee cups and <laughs> posters and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's another interesting thing that stuck out to me in Psalm 135, uh, starting in verse 15, the idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. They have eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. I think there's, there's a lot there in that Psalm 135 is saying that you become like the things you worship. You become uh, like the, the idols that you fall down before. You become like the idols that you trust in. And it even goes so far as to basically say, uh, if you trust in stupid things, you become more and more stupid yourself. So I think that it's very interesting. I think it correlates to a lot of the things we've been reading in Isaiah about how foolish idols are and how foolish men become as they worship idols. Um, and I think you can see... I think you can see that in our world today, people who trust in false gods, whether that be actual carved images and little idolatrous statues, um, or if it's things like money and power and possessions and status, you can see that people become like the things they worship. And sometimes they become totally unaware of the fact that their, their idols, the, the, the things that they worship will ultimately be so disappointing to them. So I guess overall, 135 kind of stuck out to me too. In our study Bibles, it does mention that this this psalm was meant more to be like a praise for who God is and how he is basically using the things that he does, um, not only for his own will, but also for the behalf of, or on the behalf of the Israelites who are experiencing, um, in light of this story, this kind of crazy time where they're really uncertain of what's going to happen. Um, but it is, I think it's cool. This like little bit of a tie in of how it's just like a comfort to them knowing that the Lord's going to have them. He does all things for his own good, his own glory. And uh, I think that can also be a reminder to us too. like, no matter what we're going through, the Lord uses any and every situation for his glory and also on our behalf to um, glorify himself through us. So just think about that today. Think about how the Lord is using situations in your own life to um, bring glory to himself. 
and know that he is sovereign and will see you through any and all situations similarly to how he did um, in this story that we talked about today. So thanks for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Second Kings chapter 18, starting in verse nine. In the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it, and at the end of three years he took it. In the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. The king of Assyria carried the Israelites away to Assyria and put them in Hala, and on the Habor, the river of Gozan, and in the cities of the Medes. Because they did not obey the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant, Even all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded, they neither listened nor obeyed. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria at Lachish, saying, I have done wrong. Withdraw from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will bear. And the king of Assyria required of Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house. At that time, Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the doorposts that king Hezekiah of Judah had overlaid and given to the king of Assyria. And the king of Assyria sent the Tartan, the Reb Seris, and the Reb Shekah, with a great army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. When they arrived, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is on the highway to the washer's field. And when they called the king, there came to them Elikim the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna the secretary, and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder. And the Rebshekah said to them, Say to Hezekiah, Thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, On what do you rest this trust of yours? Do you think that mere words and strategy and power for war? In whom do you trust now that you rebelled against me? Behold, you are trusting now in Egypt, that broken reed of a staff, which will piece the hand of man who leans on it. Such is Pharaoh king of Egypt to all who trust in him. But if you say to me, We trust in the Lord our God. Is it not he whose high places and altars Hezekiah has removed, saying to Judah and to Jerusalem, You shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem? Come now, make a wager with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you two thousand horses if you are able on your part to set riders on them. How then can you repulse a single captain among the least of my master's servants when you trust in Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Moreover, Is it without the Lord that I have come up against this place to destroy it? The Lord said to me, Go up against this land and destroy it. Then Elikim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shinab and Joah, said to the Rebshekah, Please speak to your servant in Aramaic, for we understand it. 
Do not speak to us in the language of Judah, within the hearing of the people who were on the wall. But the Rebshekah said to him, Has my master sent me to speak these words to your master and to you, and not to the men sitting on the wall, who are doomed with you to eat their own dung and drink their own urine? Then the Rebshekah stood and called out in a loud voice in the language of Judah, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you out of my hand. Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and this city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me, and come out to me. Then each one of you will eat his own vine, and each of his own fig tree, and each one of you will drink the water of his own cistern, until I come and take you away to the land like your own land, a land of grain and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, that you may live and not die. And do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you by saying, The Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharavim, Hena, and Eva? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who among all the gods of the lands have delivered the lands out of my hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? But the people were silent and answered him not a word, for the king's command was, Do not answer him. Then Elikim the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna the secretary, and Joah the son of Aspha, the recorder, came to Hezekiah with their clothes torn, and told him the words of the Rebshekah. Chapter 19 As soon as the king Hezekiah heard it, he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Elkim, who was over the household, and Shebna the secretary, and the senior priests, covered with sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos. They said to him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is the day of distress, of rebuke, and of disgrace. Children have come to the point of birth, and there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be that the Lord your God heard all the words of the Rabshakeh, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to mock the living God, and will rebuke the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. When the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have reviled me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him, so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. The Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria fighting against Libna, for he heard that the king had left Lachish. Now the king heard concerning Tirak, king of Cush, Behold, he has set out to fight against you. So he sent his messengers again to Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah. Do not let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, you have heard that the kings of Assyria have done to all lands, devoting them to destruction. And shall you be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, the nations that my fathers destroyed, Gozan, 
Haran, Rezeph, and the people of Eden who were in Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Sepharavim, the king of Hena, and the king of Iva? Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste and nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they were destroyed. So now, O Lord God, save us, please, from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. Then Isaiah, the son of Amoz, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Your prayer to me about Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. This is the word that the Lord has spoken concerning him. She despises you, she scorns you, the virgin daughter of Zion. She wags her head behind you, the daughter of Jerusalem. Whom have you mocked and reviled? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes to the heights? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have mocked the Lord, and you have said, With my many chariots I have gone up the heights of the mountains to the far recesses of Lebanon. I felled its tallest cedars its choicest cypresses. I entered its farthest lodging place, its most fruitful forest. I dug wells and drank foreign waters, and I dried up the sole of my foot all the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard that I determined it long ago? I planned from days of old what now I bring to pass, that you should turn fortified cities into heaps of ruins, while their inhabitants, shorn of strength, are dismayed and confused, and have become like plants of the field and like tender grass, like grass on the housetops, blighted before it is grown. But I know you're sitting down, and I know you're going out and coming in, and you're raging against me. Because you have raged against me, and your complacency has come into my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth, and I will turn you back on the way by which you came. And this shall be the sign for you. This year, eat what grows of itself, and in the second year, what springs of that of the same. Then in the third year, sow and reap the plant vineyards, and eat their fruit. And the surviving remnant of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem shall go a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord will do this. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into the city, or shoot any arrow there, or come before it with a shield, or cast up a siege mound against it. By the way that he came, by the way he shall return, and he shall not come into this city, declares the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it, for my own sake, and for the sake of my servant David. And that night... The angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. And when people arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. Then Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went home and lived at Nineveh. 
And as he was worshipping in the house of Nershach his god, Adramelech and Sherezer, his sons, struck him down with the sword and escaped into the land of Ararat. And Arashadon his son reigned in his place. Psalm 46 God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountain be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease and the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Psalm 80 Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who are enthroned upon the cherubim shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your might and come save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us an object of contention for our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine, that we may be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. I sent out its branches to the sea and its shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls, so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest ravages it, and all that move in the field feed on it. Turn again, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand planted, and for the son whom you made strong for yourself. They have burned it with fire. They have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your face. But let your hand be on the man of your right hand, the son of man whom you have made strong for yourself. Then we shall not turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Psalm 135 Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the Lord our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does, in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all the deeps. He is it who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightning for the rain, and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. He it was who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and of beast, who in your midst, O Egypt, sent signs and wonders against Pharaoh and all his servants, who struck down many nations and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to his people Israel. Your name, O Lord, endures forever, your renown, O Lord, throughout all ages. 
For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nations are silver and gold and the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak. They have eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear. Nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the God from Zion, he who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.